You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. God is faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, first of all, I, before I start teaching, I'd like to just prepare you for how you can get the best from tonight and every other day, you know. Um, there are protocols in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, the scripture says about things being done decently and in order because it is like God to do things in order. Anywhere God met chaos, he corrected it. Hallelujah. The earth was without form and void. God didn't leave it like that. He put order. Glory to God. Are we together? And anything that God created, he ensured that it was good. Are we together? He never left it less than good. So it means that there is a protocol in spiritual things. God's graciousness and his goodness does not overrule the protocol of the Spirit. For example, you know, you want to apply for employment in a company. They tell you how to apply. They say, apply to the, to the human resource manager. Or they might say, apply to so, so, so. Address it this way. You say, I don't like that. I don't like that. That, that way. Human resource manager. I don't feel like addressing the human resource manager. Then you are writing an application and you decide to address the governor. You will wait for the governor to give you a job. Amen. Because as long as you didn't follow the protocol, it means that you've not lined yourself up for whatever that organization is offering. Are you listening to me? There's a prayer protocol in the kingdom. The Bible says, when you pray, pray to the Father, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. It is a, so you cannot say, no, I'm praying to the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father. Amen. That's my own style. <laughs> no, there's a protocol in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It said, pray to the Father. In the name of Jesus. So it means that our prayers are addressed to the Father, signed off in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's a protocol of prayer. But my focus today is not the protocol of prayer. It's the protocol of the anointing. Amen. 
There's, an, there's a protocol for the anointing of God's spirit. There's a way to get the best of the anointing. Am I communicating? You see, it is possible to be around the power of God and not benefit from it. It is possible to hear about what the power of God is doing but not experience what the power of God can do. And in scriptures, you find several stories of people that benefited from the anointing and of people that did not in any way benefit from the anointing. One of the most common stories we have is a story of the woman with the issue of blood. We learned a lot from that story. Of course, the Bible says that the woman had already heard about Jesus. So she decided that when Jesus comes, I will touch the hem of his garment. Now, at the time before she did it, we didn't know if that action was going to be a wrong action or a right one. Are you listening to me? But thank God for the fact that we lived after it happened and we can now learn from it as a good example. Amen? Because there are people also in Scripture that didn't know that what they were going to do was going to be wrong, but it turned out wrong like the young man called Uzzah in the Old Testament that decided to help, help, help. Amen? The ark was being moved. And then the animal that was moving the ark slipped and the ark was about to fall. It's supposed to be a natural response. Are you understanding me? That means that, listen to me, in heaven's protocol, your natural responses are not the things that they're looking at. Amen. Are you listening to me? No. I was in Zaria recently and I taught them about what I titled the response of faith. Amen. It's not your natural response that God is looking forward to. So the woman with the issue of blood said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she did. And she was made whole. Now, when Jesus turned and the conversation started, he said, who touched me? If you read several accounts, the lady was afraid. She didn't know whether she had done a wrong thing or a right thing. But Jesus commended her. Amen. What was it about the woman that made her draw virtue? Because the Bible says virtue. It was translated as virtue, but the scripture there is talking about the dunamis, the tangible power of God. Now, sometimes we don't understand when we talk about the tangible power of God, what it is. Let me explain to you. The presence of God is in any church where believers gather. We're not talking about the presence of God. No. There's such a thing as the tangible. Now, if you read the scriptures in, in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, it said they were gathered, 
Jesus on a certain day was teaching and there were gathered Pharisees, doctors of law that come out of every town in Galilee and Judea. And then the back and Jerusalem. And the scripture says that the power of the Lord, amen, was present. He didn't say the presence of God was there. No. Are we together? The power. Ever said the power? You can be in a meeting where you say, oh, there's a, there's a sweet presence here. But there's no tangible power. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? And that tangible power is what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. There's a protocol. Amen. So, Jesus, listen, Jesus is God. Hallelujah. And he was walking in the midst of sick people, walking with people, but one woman pulled out power. She didn't just enjoy his presence. Amen. She pulled power. Are you listening to me? Now, do you know that she was not the only one that had body contact with Jesus? In, on that particular day, at that particular moment. Because when Jesus asked, who touched me? It didn't look like a reasonable question to ask. Jesus, how can you be asking that kind of question? We're all touching you. Uh, who did, you. What you should be asking is, who didn't touch you? Are you understanding me? Because, you know, in, in maybe going through the crowd, you know, Sarah Paul had touched him. Some out of curiosity. Are you understanding me? Some maybe accidentally. But there was a woman on purpose. Before she came, she said, that's what I'm going to do. And then she touched. And Jesus felt, if you read this account, the stories in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will find the Bible says Jesus, the lady felt in her body. That's the language you say. She felt in her body that she was healed. That means that it was something that could be felt. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? She felt in her body. Then Jesus said, Some, somebody touched me. Virtue. Virtue left me. He felt it too. So there was a feeling on the part of Jesus. There was a feeling on the part of the woman. Amen. Because it was tangible. Glory to God. And because that power is tangible, it's transferable. Amen. It's transferable. And so you find in scripture, even in later scriptures, the Bible told us about how they took aprons and handkerchiefs from Paul because that tangible power, that doesn't happen where just oh, the presence of God is in the place. You know, you could take your shirts and go to some sick person and kill him with the shirt. Out of body order. Are you understanding me? But there is a tangible power that can rest on a clothing. That you will carry that clothing somewhere and something will shift. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, um, if you are not conscious of these things, you will look like someone that these are just tales to you. But we live in the reality of these things. Amen. There is such a thing as the tangible power of God. Amen. All right? Now, first, the reason why many don't enjoy that is that the protocol 
of the anointing is that you must honor that tangible power. Amen. You must value it. You could see the attitude of the woman. She said, if I touch, I'll be made whole. We might not be able to give you a million and one scriptures explaining why. But that's just how it is. Amen. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. And sometimes you see that because the tangible power is present, people that understand these things use it to their advantage. Glory to God. The worst thing that could happen to someone is to be around the anointing and still be helpless. Amen. Are you listening to me? And it happens a lot to believers. It happens a lot to believers. Because they don't understand honor for the anointing and the anointed. Amen. Samson in scripture the Bible says that he shook himself why was he shaking himself that means there was something Samson knew to do to bring that tangible power upon him and when that tangible power comes upon him even when they, they tied him all right with ropes they bound him the Bible says they melted like wax are you understanding me because of that tangible power. When that tangible power comes upon him, he will do superhuman things. Are you listening to me? So, don't be an individual. You know, they say, eh, some people say, eh, God, God, God. Um, if God wants to do something, he will do it. It's just that God wanted to do something, that's why he did it. How dumb does that sound? Amen. Look at the Bible. The fifth chapter of John. You find that the Bible says, in a certain season, that there's a pool it's now known as the pool of Bethesda. That an angel comes to state. We say certain season means that you don't know when it will happen. We don't know if it happens once a week. We don't know if it happens once a month. We don't know if it happens once in three months. Are you understanding me? But it happens from time to time. And everybody around there, they know. Are you understanding me? That when that thing happen, happens, Anybody that steps into that. You see, God will never leave himself without a witness. Amen. Listen, this was going on. There were, listen, John the Baptist and other prophets were in the land. But God was still looking for inter, uh, interventionary measures. Are you understanding me? To help people. Someone said, eh, if God wants to heal me, must I go to the pool? Oh, yeah, stay with your sickness. Amen. Must I go to the pool of Bethesda? 
if the pool is accessible to you, why don't you go? Amen. Are you listening to me? And then, imagine that man, the man that had a condition for 38 years, if you say, well, I've been going there since. I'm going back home. He was by that pool. It was not the pool that healed him. That compassion for the sick made Jesus come to that place. Are you understanding me? And Jesus arrived there and got the man healed. Do you know the Bible didn't tell us that he healed several people? Are you with me? We just heard the story about one fellow getting healed. And people were waiting for the stirring of the waters. Hallelujah. God still does similar things today. Amen. Manifestations. We were here yesterday. Some people were sharing their testimonies. I don't know what you think. But let me say this to you. These things have been happening in our lives for close to 28 years consistently. Consistently. Let me just put it this way. 30 years. Accidentally, what we're making you understand is this. It's not, maybe it just happened. No. How many miracles will you see before you will believe? Amen. <laughs> How many testimonies will you hear for you to be convinced? Am I communicating? Jesus is still alive today. So, that protocol that is required in your relationship with the anointing is very important. Hallelujah. Very important. Very important. There's a time we didn't know what, we, what it was called, but we just know that things happen when we lay hands on people. Are you listening to me? And then later they explained to us what was going on. Amen. And then we started reading the scriptures to find out certain things. Some years back, I was a student in university. I had my second year, third year. And um, a pastor is a minister of the gospel. He's still in ministry today. Had, I don't know what word to use, but he had lost desire for the things of God. Um, he started living like an unbeliever. Doing what unbelievers would do. And someone I know, I, I've not seen him for a period, so I didn't even know that was going on in his life. And then he came to see me, and I was not around. So he was waiting for me. 
In waiting, he lay down on my bed. I was not there. And the tangible power came upon him. He had not spoken in tongues for months. Tongues came out. And that's how he was restored. How do you explain that? Hello? How do you explain that? I was not there. I was not around. I did not even know he was coming. But something was on that bed. Amen. Is that tangible power. So you have to understand that honor for the anointing. That's why when we come for meetings, we behave. Amen. We focus. One move of the Spirit can solve 12 months of struggling. One move of the Spirit can solve problems that would have cost you millions of naira. Maybe this is just for someone. It was just for my heart to say. Honor the anointing. Always honor the anointing. Always have a high regard for God's power. My popular scripture, one of my scriptures of my mandate is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From verse 1 to 5, you've heard me say it over the years several times. And I, when I came to you, brethren, came out of the excellence of spiritual wisdom, declaring to you the testament of God, who I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. For I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Verse 5 is one of my focuses. It says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but what? In the power of God. That your faith should not stand in human calculations, but what? In God's ability, in God's power, in the anointing. Glory to God. That means that it is possible for your faith to be standing in something else. Oh, what will make 2018 great? And well, this 2018, I've um, done a professional course. So I believe that my business will work. Is that it? Praise the Lord. No amount of education can solve demonic problems. Amen. Are you listening to me? None. I was in Sweden and um, they brought this lady um, what's infirmity again? I've forgotten the name of sickness now. And um, she's always suicidal. She wants to kill herself. So even as they were in the meeting, they were really watching her. 
you know, she's depressed, lonely, and has made several attempts to kill herself. So, so they brought her for the meeting. Sweden has a very good, perhaps around the world, one of the best health, are you understanding me? Plans. But someone is still suicidal. Why can't they kill it? Are you listening to me? And then as she's sitting down there, you're looking in her eyes, you see she's lost. No tablets. All the drugs they give to her is just to make sure it doesn't cure demonic problems. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Cancer is a demon. Are we together? You go to the hospital, they check you head to toe, they don't see anything, but you know that something's wrong with you. It, doesn't, it never shows on the scan. It never shows an MRI. It never shows on any, any, it doesn't, it never gets to show. But you know that all is not well. The doctor says, you are in perfect health. You say, no, sir. I'm not in perfect health. You understand that? The guy said, so, someone said, he said something is moving in his body. <laughs> I met a man who was in pin place at that time, 2004. 2004. 2004. So he came in, he's an elderly man, you know, an older man. So the service had ended and he came to see me. So he was talking to me and looking back. Talking to me and looking back. So I was wondering, did you come with somebody? He said, Pastor, the devil talks to me. So, I was like, how? He said, I hear him aloud. You understand? He, he speaks to me. Then I noticed that he would turn again and turn again. I said, talk to me. He said, he's even talking to me now. I said, in front of me. <laughs> are you understanding me? It's, are you getting me? So people have problems. Glory to God. People have problems. Thank God that that tangible power is available today. Amen. Thank God that the anointing of the Spirit is available today. The days of miracles are not over. There are people sitting down here that have miracles and healings that have taken place in their lives. Amen? So the days of miracles are not over. And today you will partake again of miracles. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So understand that protocol. The anointing seems to function stronger when it is celebrated. Amen. 
Are you listening to me? Yeah. That's the easiest way I can say it. My wife and I went to a program. As we arrived at the airport, they came to pick us years ago. As the people arrived, immediately I saw then the power of God, that tangible power came upon me. Listen, listen, let me explain something to you. Um, whether I pray or I don't pray or I read my Bible or not, the Spirit of God lives inside of me as it does for every believer. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. No. I'm talking about the power, amen, of the Spirit. Glory to God. That doesn't stay on me all the time. Glory to God. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. The Holy Spirit doesn't go and come. He's always there. But that power, it's not always there. Are you listening to me? And so you learn to celebrate it. Glory to God. So where that, it was at the airport. The power of God just came upon me. Just strong. It stayed that way until I preached. And it's not like we're just going to start the meeting immediately. We got to the hotel. I had to stay a little. The rest will be changed. The power of God was still upon me. Amen. Up until we went up the platform. Then I've been in a place where um, um, we're there in the meeting, you know, there's one particular meeting I went for, you know, in the meeting, and I was just sitting there enjoying the service, you know, enjoying the service. I was to speak next. Someone was speaking. I was to speak next. I just joined the service. Then someone came up and started singing. As he was singing, the power of God came upon me. I turned to my wife and said, the power of God has come upon me. The power of God just came upon me. He was singing. The guy was singing. It just came upon me. At that moment, I felt like I couldn't even wait for the guy to finish singing. Are you understanding me? And then I went to the platform. I have watched the videos of our meetings several times. And then I sit down sometimes watching the videos, getting blessed, you know. Then I see that moment when the power of God came upon me. I see it. Glory to God. I see it. Oh. Oh. Wow. I see it. In several videos I've seen, I could tell. That was the time. Yeah, that was the time. <laughs> and let me tell you something that will surprise you. When I am in the house or in the room watching the video, I'm not watching myself. No. I'm watching a man of God. Are you listening to me? Some of you don't understand what I'm talking about. Um, 2011 or 12, I can't remember the year now, 11 or 12, I was in London and I had, um, I had a serious pain, um, like tooth, um, well, toothache, you know. You know that type that you don't know whether you should hold your toe. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, 
Where is the pain? You understand that? Where is the pain? Is it in your toe? You know that? I, it was a confusing pain. That's, it, it was making me delusional. Are you understanding me? It was so painful. And I was going somewhere. I had to stop halfway because I couldn't continue the journey. And you know, they trek a lot in London. You understand that? So I was going somewhere. I, when I calculated, I'll join this train. I'll just, I just turned back. I was in so much pain. I went back to the house, you know, and then they're like, why did you come back? I said, pain. You know, pain. Pain. Oh, so uh, what's up? I said, let, let me just lay my head. Let me just lay my head. I tried to lay. I couldn't, I couldn't rest. And I took my phone. And I played the message I preached. Amen. I started listening to it. And the power of God came upon me. Are you listening to me? Because I understand. Some of you have messages. You never listen to it. God, do something. Move. God is in your phone. Amen. Listen to it. Midway into it. It was, it was a teaching on communion. The power of God came upon me. And I went and broke bread. I was healed. My, my friend that was there saw a miracle right in front of him. Because I stood up and left and went out. And went to all the places I was to go to. Go. Lift your hand and say, I believe in the anointing. Say, I believe in the power of God. My faith is not in the wisdom of men. It is in the power of God. My faith is not in my human calculations. It is in the power of God. Glory to God. We've seen growths melt under that power. Now that's not my message, oh. Amen. <laughs> I don't even know how we got there. Amen. But you see, if these things are not taught, a lot of God's children will live below God's expectation for them. And that's why these things have to be taught. Glory to Jesus. They have to be taught. I mentioned one of the scriptures. There's this one, this scripture seems to overshadow all the other scriptures, you know, that we were given. The other scripture is First Thessalonians 1. Um, I hardly, I don't always talk about it, but when I get there, it means there's something special. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. Now, it says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, that means it's possible for the gospel to come in word only. Amen. Say, we heard the word today, Sha. No. He said it came not, our gospel came not in word only, but also in power in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. That assurance there is talking about conviction. Amen. As you know what man of men will wear among you for your sake. And so today as we speak and preach this gospel, this gospel is coming to you not in word only, it's coming to you in power. Amen. It's coming to you in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it's coming to you with much assurance. Amen. That means you will live here, there will be an assurance. Amen. Amen.
One thing I discovered about the anointing is that it solves all manner of problems. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Did you hear what I said? All manner. Health problems. Financial problems. Family problems. Are you understanding me? I, 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 don't name it. It solves all manner of problems. Academic problems. It does. It does. Ah, they were telling me a story just recently. You know, I was asking about something that happened to someone. I don't know, it's a very, it's a, it's a political story, so I have to be cautious how I say it. But something happened to someone in this country, and um, it's a known thing. Everybody knows the person. It was in the news. I'd heard about it, just as every person heard about it. So I met someone that had first-hand information of what really happened. And he said, oh, 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 don't you know what happened to that guy? I said, I heard over the news. So I said, no, no, that's not what happened. He said the guy, a pastor, was about to buy a property. And the guy went and asked to buy the property for double the price. And then he bought it. After buying it, he went to meet the pastor and said, where the pastor's church is sitting, that he wants to buy the church. It was after that day. I don't want to say what happened, but it was a national issue. That so, 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 so happened. Something happened. Are you understanding me? And I was like, oh, I understand. <laughs> Amen. I understand. I understand. There are some of your hands were laid on you. You don't even understand that what happened to you five days after was as a result of the hands that were laid on you five days ago. Amen. Some of you, words were spoken to you. But you have forgotten. Glory to God. Because some people don't understand that these things are very real. Listen, is air real? Air. Is air real? Can you see air? But is it real? Do you know someone can doubt it? No, I don't believe in air. They're deceiving us. That's not like air. If air has been there since, now I'm 35. Why have I not seen air? <laughs> Say, come, let's do an experiment with you. Amen. Amen. Close your mouth. Close your nose. You will believe. Amen. Am I communicating? That's how the anointing is. Glory to God. Now, is there any human being that has seen electricity? One day you were just going to a room all I saw electricity. Ah! Hey, is he here? You've been hiding since. <laughs> we don't see electricity. But we feel, we enjoy the benefits that come from electricity. Are you understanding me? We use it. We use it. We use electricity every day. And we're, we're in this place now, we're using electricity. But nobody has seen electricity. It's a force. It's an unseen force. But it's real. Amen. 
Oh, John G. Lake said, Hey, electricity is God's power in the natural. The anointing is God's power in the supernatural. So, you see um, a cable, high-tension cable, all right? Maybe it fell, and then it's on the road, and maybe it's still on. Someone just going three, two, or three meters close to it, it will suck you in. Are you understanding me? There's a force field of power around there. Now, from where you are standing, you may not see anything around it. But when you go close, it will suck you in. And God help you. It will fry you. <laughs> but you didn't see anything. Are you understanding me? What you are seeing is just a wire or a cable. And the cable, as look, it doesn't look like it has any, you know, but you know something I discovered? At those high tension, when the, the tension is so high, there's a sound it makes. There's a sound. There's a sound. There's a vibration that comes from it. I'm using it to explain God's power to you. Have you seen the shock on someone's face when electric shocks him? The shock of the shock. What's that? What's that? You know, you start even talking nonsense. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen. The anointing can be real to you. Are you listening to me? Yes, it could be real to you. And you could live your life in such a way that you're always benefiting from it. Amen. You're always benefiting from it. Always benefiting from it. Always benefiting from it. Some of you might be laughing when you see some children in church who come and then give a seed and kneel down to be prayed for, hands will be laid on them. <laughs> Just a few years from now, you will not laugh. No, you will not laugh. They might not fully know what they are doing, but I know what is happening. Amen. No, I know what's going on. I know what's going on. Are you listening to me? I did not plan to be here. I did not plan to be here in my own plan. Are you understanding me? I did not plan to be here. But you see, there's a way God's power will arrange your life. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You go under atmospheres like this and just sit down. As I'm speaking, like dew from heaven, something is settling on you. Yeah. Something is settling on you. Keep coming and hearing. And keep sitting and hearing. And hearing and hearing. And then put to work what you are receiving. Amen. 
you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. I remember one time I was in a meeting and I had a couple of a number of people to lay hands on to receive the Holy Spirit who were in university at that time. So um, I didn't want us to spend so much time for me to have to lay hands on each person. So I asked for the leaders of that fellowship to come. And so they came out. I can't remember how many of them now. So I said, see, I, 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 <laughs> this is where I put it. I said, borrow me your hands. Amen. I need your hands. So I just tapped, touched their hands one after the other. And I said, now, lay hands on the people. I said, don't push them. I know how they used to do in that fellowship. Amen. <laughs> so, um, I, well, I didn't mention them in fellowship. But I know how they used to minister to people. So I said, don't push them. Don't push them. All right? Just help me touch them. So, okay. So people were lined up there. Oh, I remember the guy. He walked up to just touch as he was instructed. As he touched, the power got came upon the person. He said, whoo! <laughs> he didn't even know something was transferred. Amen. Then like, whoa! Then he went to the next person. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Glory to God. So I'm like, oh, did you think we were playing? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Say, I believe in the anointing. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the tangible power of God. Glory to God. Well, I thought I was going to teach today. The title of my message was supposed to be How to Experience the Greatness of Christ. I have not been able to enter there. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes when some of you think, see, eh? I've learned something. God has blessed me with the knowledge of scriptures, but I've learned to follow what he wants to say part-time. Are you listening to me? That thing that he wants to say is what's important. Amen? So my, my points are there. And to me, that message is hot. <laughs> but I follow the Spirit of God. Amen? Hallelujah. As I was coming, he said to me to talk about honor for the anointing. Because many people don't understand that. They take spiritual things lightly. And then they value non-spiritual things. Should I give an example? If Arsenal is playing, huh? the way you take it, are you listening to me? 
I'm not picking on any particular club. It could be man, you, anyone, you understand that? Your club side, I'm talking about. Those of you that do those sports and all that. Do you value the anointing more than that? Are we together? There's some of you that value some human beings more than God. Are you listening to me? Maybe your friends. When you just see them, you just go mad. <laughs> you forget that you were supposed to read your Bible. Then you begin to wonder why those things don't respond in your life that way. It's the way you value it. Amen. It's the way you value it. It's the way you value it. A word is coming. A prophecy is uh, They are ministering to people. Lay hands on people. The power of God is coming. Somebody is just sitting down there. Maybe doing something else. But you are in the meeting. Glory to God. You are in the meeting. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Your presence here is a big plus to you. Let me say it to someone here. Your presence here is a big plus to you. Big plus. Big, big plus. Big plus. Glory to God. Spiritual things are real. You know, even as Christians, sometimes I believe us, we could, we could miss things. You know, we could make mistakes. We could miss the thing. It doesn't change the fact that it's real. Hallelujah. It doesn't change the fact that it's real. Sometimes believers even lose courage, lose hope. They get into that place where they're in despair, like, ah, oh, look at what's going on in my life, look at what's going on. What is the devil trying to do at that moment? He's trying to make you question the validity of these things in your life. Are they real? Are they real? Are they real? Are they real? Hey, they are real. Amen. Jesus is alive and well. Your circumstance is not what validates the existence or the reality of the anointing. Amen. No, it doesn't. And you should never let it. The power of God is real. Jesus heals today. Hallelujah. There are people seated here that the reason why they, they're still here today is because of what God has done for them. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking to you. There's something, there's a way the atmosphere is. It's not ordinary. It has nothing to do with the building. There is a power in this place. Amen. 
never get too used to the anointing. Amen. Did you hear me? Never get casual with the anointing. Never. In every meeting you come for, you receive as you value. Amen. And let me say this, value is not something that is constant. No. There are times where maybe someone even has offense in his heart. And at that moment, there's no value. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. Then there are times where someone, you know, you spent time praying, you were in expectation, then value is high. It has nothing to do with the anointing. It has everything to do with you, the state of your heart. Praise the Lord. Lift your hand toward heaven and say, Lord, I receive all you have for me in this meeting. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again and is alive and well. A man of God is a gift of God to men. Amen. When Jesus died and resurrected, one of the gifts he gave to man was eternal life. You agree? Righteousness. You agree? The Holy Spirit. You agree? Pastor TB, you agree? <laughs> Some people don't understand that. They don't understand it. He gave, the Bible says, he gave gifts to men. Meaning that Part of what resurrection has done is that some people are anointed as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for men. Glory to God. Put up Romans chapter 10. Let's read from verse 17. Put up 14 first. Put up 14. I just want to big somewhere. Okay. Um, let's read from verse 11, um, 11. 11. Thank you. Good. This is a good place to start. Have we read scripture since I came? Alright. Want to go? For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. The him there is Christ. Are you understanding me? Jesus. Did you get that? Ever say Whosoever. That means it includes you, right? Are you inside the whosoever? Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Ashamed there is not shy. He's not talking about shy. <laughs> he said you shall not be disappointed. 
whosoever believes in him shall not be disappointed. You know why? He said, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Now, the Jew, the Jewish person, you, are, you fall into the category of the Greek. Amen. That's the Gentiles. That's what he's talking about. He said, there's no difference. What's saying there's no difference? That whether the Jew believes or the Greek believes on him, both of them will not be disappointed. Amen. Whosoever believes in him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich. Everybody say, is rich. Unto all that call upon him. Rich means that he has enough for all that we will call. Amen. He has enough for everyone that we call. He has enough for her and enough for, enough for you and enough for you and enough for you. And you understand? As many as can call, he has enough. He is rich over all. Go back to verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Give me the amplified version of verse 12. Amen. Amplified. It says, no one, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is over, the same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him in faith. I say generously. I say generously. That means that God does not cancel your list. Amen. You know, there are husbands that when the wife brings list, you know, cooking list, and they say, I want to buy tomato, I want to buy uh, fried egg, I want to buy uh, egg, I want to buy this, other. the husband just look at it, just cancel total first. And when it cancels total, you know that there's something dangerous that's going to happen. If it cancels total, then it starts going, it cancels tomatoes. It says, well, what are we eating tomatoes for? You know, <laughs> what do we need oil for? What do you need this for? What do you need this for? You're canceling everything. At that moment, he's not thinking. He's his pocket, he's thinking. He's not thinking that the thing is canceling. He needs it. Are you understanding me? Because any time they bring that list, they remind him of what he does not have. But any time you bring your list to God, you remind him of what he has. Generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him. Will someone call upon him today? In faith. For there is no difference. Verse 13. King James back. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved is a general word. And let me put it better. It's a compound word. The Greek, either, depending whether it's using it as a verb, either says sozo or soteria, it means that whosoever shall call upon him shall be delivered. Amen. Amen. Shall be preserved. Amen. Shall be rescued. Amen. Shall be helped. Amen. Shall be healed. Amen. Shall be provided for. Amen. 
Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? What does save mean to you? Amen. Whosoever. So someone is going to call on him today. And someone will be saved. Delivered. Helped. Rescued. Next verse. He now says, how then? So nice. I come back to the protocol of calling. Amen. He has told you to call. Now he's showing you how. Oh, I love the scriptures. I love the scriptures. I love the scriptures. The scripture never leaves you hanging. The aim of the scriptures is never to have you ignorant. It is not God's intention that you will not know. Are you listening to me? I say it is not his intention that you will not know. As much as light in him, he wants you to know. Glory to God. And to enjoy what he paid for. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? That means you have to believe in him first before you call. Hallelujah. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Lift your hand and say, I believe. I believe. If you're here today, listen to me. Listen to me. If you're here today, Jesus died for your sins. He was buried. And Jesus Christ rose again. And Jesus is alive. Based on what Jesus came to do, your sins are forgiven. That forgiveness of sin is received when you believe in Jesus. That healing is received when you believe in Jesus. That prosperity is received when you believe in Jesus. That deliverance is received when you believe in Jesus. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Now, he doesn't stop there. So he's telling you, call. He said, but before you call, believe. Now he says, and how? After the question mark. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? That means you have to hear, glory to God, for you to believe. You have to hear for you to believe. What you are doing here is that you are hearing, glory to God, so that you will believe. You have to hear. How shall they hear? How shall they believe in, whom, in him of whom they have not heard? Then he said, how shall they hear without Pastor T.P. Peters? We are in God's plan right now. As you are here, this scripture is being fulfilled. That means the preacher has a role. His job is to speak for Christ. Amen. To speak for Christ. So that when you hear, you will believe. And when you believe, you will call. And when you call, you'll be saved. Amen. Glory to God. How shall they hear without a preacher? 
You see the role of a preacher? Amen. It's for you to hear. Glory to God. Let's read further, verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Heaven has to license him to preach. Amen. I love the way the late Archbishop used to say it. You know that um, ministers, Orthodox ministers, you know, there's a, an attire you put on. Then they have what they call a collar. You know that? You know that collar? White thing, you know, on the black, uh, you know, that uh, it's called a collar. I say collar. Uh -huh. So Archbishop used to say it this way allow the collar to give you a collar. Don't go and buy it in the market. Except they be sent, as it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That means they come with good. Amen. The preacher comes with good. Amen. Today I bring you glad tidings of good things. I bring you glad tidings of good things. I bring you glad tidings of good things. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bring you and your household glad tidings of good things. Yeah. Verse 16. Where I was going to 17. He said, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. That means even when they were preaching, some didn't obey the gospel. That means the gospel demands an obedience. Amen. For Isaiah had said, who had believed that report? It was quoting Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who had believed that report? Then verse 17 is a popular one you know. So then, faith, believing, comes by what? Hearing. Now, um, King James didn't do justice to this. So. No, he didn't do justice to this. Because when he said, faith comes by hearing, then he said, and hearing by the word of God. The original context, um, there are two words used in the Greek for word of God. One is logos. The other is Rhema. You've heard that before. Now, here, he's saying that faith comes when you hear the Rhema. Amen. <laughs> that means that I could be quoting John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, that was what was written, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's Logos. It's the thing written. But as I'm talking, I'm speaking that scripture you are hearing how it relates to your house rents are you understanding me are you listening to me you are hearing how it relates to that pain at your back you are hearing how it relates to that problem in your ear are you understanding me what is happening is that through the words i'm speaking christ is speaking to your heart to the core of your being and addressing a specific thing So, our duty as believers is to sit and keep hearing until Rema comes. That's why you can be in a service and you didn't hear the Rema. Are you understanding me? You take the message home and hear it again and hear it again or hear it again until the Rema comes out of it. When Rema comes, most of the time an instruction comes. Are you understanding me? It does.
I, I see, listen to me. You have to understand that. We're not talking about some theoretical thing someone read somewhere, heard somewhere. This is how we live. I remember the story about how I wrote some exams in school. You know, I had an issue. Um, then they are not regularized uh, my admission concerns. You know, so my name was not on the register, but I had to write the exams and then wait for when the name will come out. So I'd written the exams, and now I couldn't even get the results because I didn't have a number. And so the lecturers will have to sort out from their original handwritten list or whatever to find out uh, my scores. And none of them were willing to do that. It was on a Friday, about 2 p.m. on a Friday. I don't know if they have changed, but in the day that I was in school, most of the time when it gets to that time on Friday, lecturers go home because they travel, go for burials, go for one thing or the other, so they, they just, offices just shut down. And I went to the first lecturer, I went to several lecturers, they all kicked me out of their offices. No, are you a problem candidate? Please, I don't have time. I don't, that, like, that's how they responded to me, just like that. Then I left. As I was leaving, now this is what I want you to understand. I would have gone. I maybe even lost the admission completely. Are you understanding me? Because if I didn't get the results, there was no way I could move forward. But as I was leaving, I decided to take action. That's what will happen to you after this meeting. You will decide to take action. I, I was going. I started praying in tongues. I said, Holy Spirit, give me a scripture. Give me a scripture. Give me a scripture. Give me a scripture. Give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Mark 9.23 popped up. I was with a Gideon's New Testament Bible. Small Bible in my jeans pocket. I was on the road. And I stood under a tree. People were passing. Some of you are too concerned about people. Amen. And that's why you don't respond to what the Spirit of God is telling you to do. Amen. And you know the thing about people? When you fail, they're still the ones that we talk. I stood there, opened my Bible, and I read it aloud. Jesus said unto him. Now, don't think that as I was reading it, I was feeling anything. I was not feeling anything. Apart from the fact that I have not seen the result. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus said unto him, I read it for a long time, read it over and over again. After a while, I stopped reading it and started saying it. If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe, if you can believe, all things, not some things, will be possible to him that believes. Jesus is saying to me now, if I can believe, all things are possible to me if I believe. Jesus is saying to me now, I kept saying it over and over again until I believed. They change to say, I believe. And all things are possible to me. And then I said, I believe. And my results, all my results, I will see it today. It is possible to me. When I got to that point, it's not, it's not drama. It is being prompted by faith in God's word. Are you understanding me? I turned and started going back. 
to the lecturers that just threw me out of their offices. I was walking, I was walking, going back. It was quite a distance because I, I, I walked away, you know, went back. As I was going up the staircase, I met a senior staff coming down. I didn't even know he knew my name. I just greeted him. I said, oh, Peters, have you um, seen the results? Oh, he knows me. I didn't know he knew me. I said, um, sir, no, no, no. He said, follow me. He was going down. I was going up. He changed direction. Listen to me. God's word can stop anybody in his tracks for you. They might not have planned to go that way. But when God's word has started functioning, <laughs> it can pause the system until your matter is addressed. And there are some of you hearing the sound of my voice today. There are certain systems that will be paused for issues to be addressed in your life. Are you listening to me? For issues to be addressed. There are certain things that will be paused. He took me to the first lecturer. And I don't, you know, I can't explain how it was that all of them were on ground. He got there. He said, uh -huh, this um, young man, uh, there was a situation, the problem is from us. This is that, uh, please um, bring out your script, let me see. As he saw his superior, he just brought it out. Okay, check, check. Okay, you got this in this, write down that result, all right? Let's go to the next one. Uh -huh. He entered the next one, like that. He took me to every lecturer. Now, let me tell you something. If I didn't go to get God's word for that situation, I will not be telling this story today. That matter would have passed. And then I would say, well, some years ago, you know, God, you know I don't know what happened, Sha. <laughs> That's why you come for meetings like this. Amen. Amen. So you will receive wisdom and know what to do. I said, you know what to do. I said, you know what to do. Listen to me. This thing will make you live longer. This thing will make you fulfill destiny. What I'm sharing with you will make you succeed more. What I'm sharing with you will make this year more fruitful to you. Lift your hands and thank him everywhere. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith to faith online dot org or call us on two three four eight zero six three six one three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Take it up, man. Take it up, baby.